Welcome to the Thursday night edition of Trice Talk. I'm Donald Wayne. Yo soy Denise Lee. I have no idea what that was. Am I on the right show? <laughs> am, am I in the right show? Yo soy Denise Lee. Yo soy Denise Lee. Okay, I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> anybody know, dude, anybody have a technician <laughs> available? What the? Gonna make me say some nasty word. Hey, BP. Welcome, we got here BP. just that in was, time. That was Spanish for I am Dennis Lee. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> what the, you know, if I, if I wanted to speak Spanish, I'd give me what is that Rosetta Stone thing? Actually, well, I have a Spanish dictionary that I had to get one time, but uh, to try to understand people when I, know, I went into Home Depot. Donald Wayne's is flying off the chain there, BP. Well, I'd heard sorry some kind of weird ass kind of stuff going on. <laughs> I'm like, who is <laughs> Dennis Lee have some kind of operation that I didn't know about? And it says my English to Spanish translation. Is that is yes. that something you engineered there? Um no, you can actually find it on the internet, um, just pull up English to Spanish uh, translation. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some other language on you then. <laughs> All right. You just you just threw down the gauntlet. That's the way we're gonna play. Oh, yeah. here's another one. Here's another one. Dennis Lee quiere ir a Urano. Yeah, I'm sure he has. <laughs> Probably more than once. <laughs> well, that's funny you say that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, exactly, BP. How are you, Donald Wayne? I'm about three steps short of a whole brick. Well, my goodness. I guess we do even less for the border wall. Well, yeah. Jeez. Do less. How can they do less? They're doing nothing. 
I personally, I think we ought to be sending, you know, we should get our, <laughs> oh, I don't know. We should get our, our nacho truck and run down to the border down there in Texas and set up shop somewhere where everybody's coming over. Oh my goodness, Donald Wayne. You're assuming that they like nachos, and I, I don't believe they like. Well, everybody likes our nachos. Oh, uh, well. Um, what do you mean, you people? I mean, actually, nachos is not really Mexican anyway. That's an Americanization of. Yeah, it's a Tex Mex kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it's so, you know, everybody likes our nachos, I think. <laughs> I think that's a song, isn't it? I think everybody, everybody would like to put nachos. our nachos in their mouth and. Uh, they would indeed uh, bp um you're witnessing <laughs> you he's, are witness my friend he's flipped come on monitor uh, this yeah. come on come uh, on joe <laughs> come on joe how many how many videotapes you gonna have um jeez he was sitting so close to that person in the, uh, down there when they were doing that thing in Florida. I thought that he was going to start stroking her hair. Uh, I wished he had. I, I didn't see uh, that. I heard a little bit of a clip of it at lunch today. I was yeah, sitting in my know, truck. It, you know, he, I mean, look, the administration did what they should have been doing and, and going down there and um, seeing the situation firsthand. So, you know. Those kind of times, you really kind of have to leave all that alone, I guess. Well, they did what they were supposed to do. Well. He's trying, BP. He's inching over there. I don't know. What do you mean, the dark side, BP? I'm not quite sure <laughs> what we're talking about. And get Donald I've, Wade roped into something. I've, I've been in the dadgum dark half my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to pick on Biden for going down. I don't. I don't. I can't uh, fault him for that. Bad, it's yeah, just it's a bad situation. They would they would have made something of it if Donald Trump had gone down there as president. Oh but, well, yeah, they would have. They would have slammed him for not going down there fast enough and. Yeah, but he didn't handle it like his counterpart did on the border, so that was a good thing. <laughs> oh, so, uh, BP, you're assuming that Dennis Lee is on the dark side? Is that what you're saying? Oh, uh, he's listened to a little more Tall Tales, and uh, oh, he he knows how dark it can get, Donald Wayne. Yeah, well. <laughs> Pelosi better button. I mean, there, there I mean, is my goodness. there is a genetic connection there, so it's yeah. very possible. Very possible. Uh, I didn't have this actually as a story tonight, but I, I saw this uh, while I was trying to eat quickly tonight. Um, is, is it, apparently there's an article in Vogue magazine about Jill Biden, Jill Biden. That is really, really um, very complimentary. In fact, sickeningly complimentary. Have you heard about that? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably need to try to read it, look it up and read it, and then I can talk about it. Because it's. they were reading some of the excerpts tonight, and it's just like they were just 
they were praising her like she, you know, is um, uh, uh, like Mother Teresa. I mean, she's such a positive influence for the country and such an inspiration for everyone around her. And mm. and um, I guess they didn't feel quite the same way about uh, Melania, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not so she, much. You know, I mean, I really think there was a little bit of. Um, racism you know directed towards melania you know because she wasn't you know an america i mean she wasn't born here i think there was some prejudice she -hmm. got very little attention i mean they even criticized melania for the way she decorated the the the, uh, christmas tree in the white house let's see Uh how jill decorates the christmas tree if they even have one this year she does mm. take care of Joe. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, you know, there were some uh, some people hinting today that uh, you know Jill may be uh, may be actually the the president. She, she may be running things. Well, I mean, I don't believe it's I don't believe it's Joe Biden. So somebody's, you know, I didn't know. <clears throat> I didn't know this, but they were talking about it on the news again at lunch today. Uh, not the news, but um, uh, whose show was I listening to? Um, I can't remember now. Somebody, somebody that was filling in. I think it was filling in for Sean Hannity at his time frame because I had a late lunch, and they were talking about Woodrow Wilson became incapacitated for a while. And that uh, his wife was uh, actually credited for running things while while Woodrow was down. I did. I don't think I'd ever heard that before. But hmm. Very uh, interesting. But they they did say there's no way that Kamala Harris is running anything. So I'm going to talk about Kamala a little bit later. I've got something, hmm. just a little article I found on her, and. Uh, some of the infighting that's going on. They said the White House is quite uh, in disarray right now with infighting. Yeah. Of course, they said yeah. that about yeah. Donald Trump, too. People leaving, ratting on each other. Jeez. I mean, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it is a mess. Well, uh, let's see. What What is uh, one other quick thing? I guess you saw yesterday Donald Rumsfeld passed away. I did. Yeah, I saw uh, that. He was 88. Yeah. Uh, he's not on my – he's not at the top of my list. He's got his own baggage. But, um, you know, prayers out are, to his family. Are you sure him. about that baggage? No, no, I'm not sure about anybody's baggage, but um, I'm about 50% sure. So, Well, I, uh, I, I read an interesting article about him uh, yesterday and, and talking about all the things that he had done. Uh, I mean, he got some bad, bad uh, press under Bush because of things uh, in Iraq and the war and the weapons of mass destruction and all of that, but... You know, his career went all the way back. He The first time he was Secretary of State was under Gerald Ford. And he was also in Nixon's uh, 
Well, he was in the Nixon administration, but I think he was uh, an envoy to they sent uh, Nixon sent him over to Europe. So he wasn't around when Watergate transpired and all that. Yeah. uh, Yeah, he was first time secretary of state under uh, Gerald Ford. But he's he'd been in a lot of different positions over the years in Washington. I don't know. They got a new book out about him and I've. Not that I ever have time to read books, but I would be interested to see what what other stories there are about him. Because, like I said, a lot of the negative things about him came out because of his time with uh, Bush and the Iraq War and so forth. Yeah. Anyway, 88. Can you give anybody the benefit of the doubt? Uh, you know, there, there's so much stuff that we were lied to about because of the Iraq war and all the things that went on there. And I'll have to admit, I really never taken the time to try to read uh, different opinions about the things. I mean, all we hear about is the headlines, the flash stuff about, you know, the weapons of mass destruction and, and how long we've been over, or how, yeah, how long we've been over there. I th- Afghanistan, we've been in there over 20 years. Who would have ever thought when we went over there, we'd be there that long? Oh, yeah. Did you see Trump last night? Did you, I don't, oh, let's see, did we talk about it last night? No. He was being uh, interviewed by Sean Hannity on the border. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really catch any of that. So. Oh, thanks uh, for the clap. Hey, hey, thanks, BP. Uh, I, I didn't know what you were talking about. Thanks for the clap. I didn't clap. <laughs> um, but Sean asked him if if, uh, if he had made up his mind about what he was going to do for 2024. And Trump answered fairly quickly, yes, I have. <laughs> but then he didn't ask him. He didn't press him on whether he had decided to run or not. But by some of the things that he said, it sounds like it's a possibility. Hmm. Which could make it very interesting. I yeah, don't know. Well, that- he's definitely, he's definitely, you know, going full force. And now all of a sudden, um, they come out and say that, um, his whole team from when he was president is under indictment. Um, Trump organization <laughs> as a whole is charged with 15 year scheme to defraud on taxes. So, <laughs> you know, they're going to go after him with all they can. I don't know how much damage they'll be able to do. He's beaten um, everything they've thrown at him. So, well, they, they, you saw where they arrested that one guy and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Uh, and they had him in handcuffs uh, to bring him to arraignment because, and, and I think what they've got him on is something about misappropriation of tax deferments or tax deductions over a dadgum automobile that he got from the foundation. Yeah. Because they want to intimidate the organization and, you know, they want to have some kind of satisfaction, no matter how small it is. Well, they got Biden, uh, son running around that's done all kinds of stuff or reportedly so, and nobody's touched that, that yeah. person. Uh, it's, 
people, if people do not see the hypocrisy in, in, in our government right now, they're not paying attention. Of course, I guess if you're a liberal, you don't see the hypocrisy or you don't want to see it. But it's there's no way that the that you're playing by the same rules. Um, uh. and, well, and, and I guess just to lead into that, <laughs> I know you've heard that the Republicans are I mean, the Republicans, the Democrats, Joe Biden and his folks are blaming Republicans the ones to be the actual ones who are responsible for uh, pushing the defund the police. Yeah, yeah I and saw that. About made me sick. I, I mean, I, I don't even know how you respond to that. I don't know how anybody with a straight face could stand there when we have hundreds of news clips of all of these liberals saying defund the police. I support defunding the police. I support doing away with the police and starting over yet because now my understanding is the reason they're saying that is because the Republicans did not support that first infrastructure bill, which included some money that could go to the state that would, would have gone to the States that it says in the language in the bill that the States could use it for, uh, you know, issues uh, uh, involving policing. I forgot the exact verbiage on that, but, you know, it said they could use the funds that they're receiving, some of those funds for uh, matters of uh, police department uh, expenses and so forth. But it doesn't say that, you know, that they have to so you know what those cities those democratic cities if they'd gotten that extra money do you think they'd be sent, spending it on the police departments no uh it'd probably go you know to all kinds of little pet projects around the city for for the different people that uh, that are beholding but yeah that's just uh, that's uh, it's beyond absurd So we'll see where that goes. Ridiculous. Well, it's just, they say stuff and it, there's no, there's no proof to it. There's no backing. There's no, no substance to it. it. It's just, we say it and you're supposed to believe it. And I guess a lot of dumbass people do believe it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, dumbasses for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, um, what about the heat wave, Donald Wayne? I know we haven't. We've been fortunate enough. It's been hot here, but we haven't really um, experienced it the way they are in the north um, west part of the country. But it's been so damn hot in uh, Canada around those parts. They had a record-breaking 121 degrees and actually caused the town to just go up in flames. Now, I don't know if they spontaneous com- spontaneously yeah, what, combusted. Uh, there's um, got to be an explanation to that, Dennis Lee. Well, I mean, that- <laughs> and this is coming from Insider. Um, <laughs> so what was that movie where people exploded in flames? Or was, wasn't there? 
Oh, Lord, I, I don't get those what? channels. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what that was. Um, but it was a Canadian town of Lytton in British Columbia that's been engulfed in flames after temperatures there soared to a record 121 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, the, the town's mayor, Jan... Polderman issued a townwide evacuation order after 6 p.m. on June 30th, urging residents to safely leave the village because a fire event is threatening the buildings, structures, and safety of the residents within the municipality. What so town was that? that? Um, it was the town of uh, of um, Lytton, L-Y-T-T-O-N, oh. or Lytton, whatever. Um <laughs> Uh, they said it's dire. The whole town is on fire. It's bad. I've never seen anything like this. Um, mayor, the mayor Polderman told the CNBC journalist. Uh, and actually, the images of the fire could actually be seen on the weather radar. It was so bad. Um, this is a literal firestorm producing thousands of lightning strikes and almost certainly countless new fires, actually. So... It was almost like a uh, like a volcanic event, you know. Um, the video show residents driving to escape the burning town, which is home to about 250 people. Um, they re- they reported black ash and explosions. It almost sounded like a damn volcano erupted. Yeah. All I know is ash was falling from the sky and blinding me. So. I rushed and packed my last trip to the car. I could see fire on either end of the front of my house, um, a resident wrote. And uh, the whole street is black, and there was huge chunks of stuff flying and houses burning, cats and dogs living. No, really, it was it was horrible. Um, they said the poor little town of Lighton is gone. So... Um, other separate wildfires spread out over the province and uh, torched the areas uh, everywhere they touched. Um, they said that they sent about 1,100 people to the hospital so far uh, in the Pacific Northwest because of the high temperatures. Um, and that town that burned up is, is largely uh, touted as a tourist location with a bunch of uh, parks and campsites, um, but no more. The whole town is gone. 121 degrees. Can you imagine? I can't imagine that in Canada, but. No. and it, I mean, I think the highest it was when I was in Texas was 115. And I know we've even gotten into the hundreds here, um, but I don't think it's topped over 110. But 121 I, degrees. That's Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, bake, I, I, bake. I remember the summer that we had that because I, I can remember the job I was on at the time. And I think it was 105 that day. Of course, the heat index was, you oh, know, yeah. that's the heat index gets kind of crazy when we get that kind of temperature out here. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be up in the, the 110s. Well, yeah. That was, I, I, um... That's nuts that it's that hot in Canada. Yeah, and then well, it and then, then it'll be thirty below zero in the in the winter, right? And then you know on our end of the woods you got a you got a tropical storm Elsa moving in. It'll be a hurricane, I'm sure, before it hits into the Gulf or the East Coast. 
Um, so those for, those uh, fans of uh, Frozen will be happy to have Elsa come into the Gulf. Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I can't believe that heat wave up there. Jeez. Elsa uh, doesn't look very organized right now. Nah, I'll give it a little time. They said it's the earliest fifth, um, earliest fifth recorded storm in our history since they've been keeping record. Of course it is. It's 2021. You know, so well, who, who even knows what 2022 will hold? <laughs> 69 degrees there. Well, that sounds fine. I wait a minute. Did you just trick me, BP? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Why are people so suspicious of that number? <laughs> hey, hey, we can verify that real quick, BP. We actually have a weather team on board. He said, "Oh, don't wake him up. We'll have to pay him." Um, so he said he was just. It actually is. So I believe it. It stays. You know, up there, and uh, it get, it does get hot in Pennsylvania. It did at least it did when I was there for only a year, but it doesn't stay hot very long. Um, but you know, two, um, three months uh, when I was there, and you're pretty much done. Um, well, they they had uh, high heat warnings for parts of uh maryland and washington dc and in that area yesterday uh-huh. i don't see it on there today uh-huh. uh i know the year that i went to washington dc <laughs> it's just i think it was one of the hottest ones on record i'm thinking this far north how in the world does it get so hot up here mm. but um I, I guess it's global warming i don't know oh here we go Global warming has got to be. Um, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, we're supposed to get some storms tonight, I believe, or more rain. And then have a nice weekend, I believe, if they're Yeah, if they're especially a, a washout tomorrow. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, I do, BP. <laughs> I Actually, and George Bush was president at the time, but um, I, I God, it was hot. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I love that little scene today. They're they're showing on the news the uh, the faux pas by uh, Biden, <laughs> where he was Which talking, um where he he was talking to maxine waters about being a senator huh. he made a comment to maxine waters about being a senator and then he had to correct it and then he, i think he said something like well hopefully well she's 80 something years old <laughs> of course one common commenter said uh, well hopefully maxine will run for senate because she's only popular in her district in california and they'll probably never get rid of her. But if she runs for for Senate, it would be a statewide thing, and uh, she wouldn't have a chance. So maybe that's one way to get rid of her. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're yeah. going to have to – we got to do something different. we got to – you know, when it comes to the presidency and the administration, you know, um, senators and – 
we got to start doing something a little different. It's getting to be like Groundhog Day around this place. Well, what are you proposing, Dennis Lee? You're talking about some kind of... <clears throat> well, in... don't even speak the word there, Donald Wayne. Are you talking about some kind of upheaval? No, not an erection, Donald Wayne. Not I'm talking a, no. about... A, I'm talking. You, I mean, an insurrection. Oh no, I shimmered it. I'm talking yeah. about a um, term limits, Donald Wayne. Oh, Got to have okay. term limits. If the president can only, you know, have four year, you know, eight years maximum, uh, but it got to be voted in for another, eight, you know. Look, that should be it. You should not be able to run any more than the president could run. I mean, what's the sure. point? I've, yeah. I've always, I've, even yeah. as. Oh, yeah. Vote, yeah. Do it like America, America's Got Talent. You know, <laughs> or, or, or you could put them on a, um, you know, from whatever state they're in. You could put them on, you know, all the uh, constituents gather together and they pretty much do a, a live interview, almost like a town hall, if you will. You know, and, uh, and see if they can, you know, pass through the process to be elected another time. But no more than no more than two terms. I'm just not, you know, there's a few things that our founding fathers kind of slipped up on. And I, I think that's one of them. Of course, you know, we have no way of knowing what was on their mind other than, well, you know, uh, yeah, the absolutely. average age of... Uh, of men back then was, I think, in the 40s, 50s. So no, we, they didn't, prob- we didn't break that until uh, they didn't even make it a uh, change it for the president until when? Uh, was it, uh, who was think, it? Uh, Roosevelt, I believe. Roosevelt, yeah. So yeah. until Roosevelt. Because he, that's, yeah. 12 years, I think. 12 years, like yeah. No, then they finally made it to where, okay, well, yeah, you can't do more than eight years. And that was a Democrat, and I'm surprised they limited it. Right. Hey, welcome, King Measy. Hey, Um, King. Well, it's, uh, you're you're right. I mean, we've talked about term limits, and and it gets mentioned occasionally by people on Capitol Hill, but you know it won't go anywhere because these people are not going to knock themselves out of a job. No, no, because they get to have what they make a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year, um, and they can absolutely suck at what they do, and they just have to get voted in. Again, well, yeah, and here's the thing, too we're so stupid that we allow them to vote on on pay raises for themselves and benefits for themselves. Now, who, what, <laughs> how many companies let their employees? <laughs> vote on their their own pay raises and their own benefits um right that's that's what we're letting them do and and i mean they've hornswoggled us remember that word hornswoggle we've we've been hornswoggled everybody oh i was thinking horn swallowed um you swallowed a horn welcome (laughs) (laughs) you swallowed a okay we'll leave that one alone Swap. Throw that one off the mark. This one off the list. Yeah, we usually don't talk about corn. that kind of stuff. But corn swallowed, horn, um, horn, horn. 
Horn swallow. 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 Horn. Horn. I knew it. I forgot the word. Horn. Horn. Horn swaggered. Swaggered. Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel like a horny toad in a, under a sundial. Jeez. Okay. You do know what a horny toad is, right? Oh, I, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I've never seen it. I guess, I guess they don't come this far east. I guess Texas is the only place I ever saw those, but they were kind of interesting little creatures. Yeah, they're, they're not too little. Well, I know, but. If they survive. Um, okay. So what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, you just talked about town going up in flames. Uh, yeah, that, just, that, that, that was hot, Donald. Man. I said, come on, Donald. Come on, man. How many push-ups you want to do? Hey, leave hey, you know? Donald Wayne alone. He's, he's always trying to push your buttons. I could probably do more push-ups with one arm than he can Ooh. do with two. Oh, sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Of course, somebody would have to help balance me, but. Yeah, we could, we could, we could arrange it. I was never a big, big uh, proponent of push-ups anyway. That was uh, a, a weak spot for me. Uh, uh, pull-ups either. I wasn't a fan of pull-ups. Sit-ups, I could do sit-ups uh, as long as... I mean, you know, pull-ups, like pulling your chin up. Chin-ups, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't like those either. Well, Hodges, come over here and do uh, 10 <laughs> chin-ups, son. Really, in front of everybody, the whole class. Yeah. 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 Well, as tall as you are, you could probably just no, get up on your tiptoes and hit the elementary bar. Elementary with... school. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. See... They, you're talking about lawsuits now. I mean, they in school they used to embarrass the students who couldn't do certain things, especially PE teachers. They were notorious about oh yeah calling you out if you weren't as good as 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 you know the majority of the class. So you know yeah yeah we probably honestly, uh, once you get up to the front of the class here while we. You know, put on the hustle so we can do uh, <laughs> uh, aerobics. I remember when aerobics started happening in the gym. Oh, you talk about getting uh, demasculated there. I mean, jeez. Aerobics? I hated it. Yeah, I hated it. Adult pull-up. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. You don't want to let that drop onto the floor. Um, goodness. <laughs> Adult pull-ups. Okay. What was I going to say? Oh. Um, yeah. Um, from Newsmax, a quick little ditty here about uh, the Supreme Court has upheld the Arizona voting rules, which oh. is kind of exciting. Of course, you know, the Democrats are up in arms about it because they're saying it, well, it's because we've, you know, we've got a, a conservative Supreme court. So naturally they're going to uphold the laws and they're talking about like, you know, the country's going to, that's going to be the downfall of the country that the Republicans are going to rig all the elections because of this particular ruling by the Supreme court. 
But, um, of course, it was a 6-3 decision, but it says that it, uh, this decision could make it harder for liberals to overturn voting measures put in place by Republican lawmakers uh, after last year's election. So, you know, it wasn't a unanimous decision. Right. Uh, let's see. The court reversed a lower court ruling on two provisions of Arizona's voting law that were approved years before the polarizing 2020 election. State officials passed a law in 2016 barring unions and advocacy organizations from collecting voters' mail-in ballots, a practice that critics call ballot harvesting. I'd never heard the term ballot harvesting until this last election. You ever heard that before, Dennis Lee? Yes, I have. Hello? Hello? Hello. Well, anyway, that's the first time that I've heard ballot harvesting. I don't understand that whole process that we could allow people that aren't uh, officials of the of the uh, um, what do I want to say the people responsible for voting in the counties. How we could allow people outside of that group to go out and collect ballots and think that there's not going to be any hanky-panky going on there. Well, I see that you uh, dropped your pen again, didn't you, Dennis Lee? Can you hear me now? <laughs> what the heck is that? Are you there? I got this thing that comes up. What in the world? Can you hear me? Uh, I can't hear you. There's two little symbols that come up on your your uh, your circle when you were there, but you weren't saying anything. One looks like an eyeball. The other looks like a microphone. I've never seen that before. Must be something new for Podbeam. Let's try this again. Hello? Hello? Dennis Wayne. <laughs> can you hear me oh gosh gotta love technology well I was, evidently that was not taking anyway the i'll try to keep one eye on you and one eye on this article but uh so anyway so the thing about ballot harvesting at least in arizona uh they're not going to allow it so that's a good thing but i know that's one of the big things here in the contention in georgia is that uh, the Democrats are upset here because the Republican legislature in the state passed the laws and they're not going to allow ballot harvesting here. So um, maybe with what happened in uh, Arizona in the Supreme Court, that maybe that'll help us here in our Georgia fight. Are you back, Dennis Lee? Can you hear me, Donald Wayne? What in the Sam Hill... Well, is this this going to be the way it goes tonight there, Dennis Lee? Okay. I have no idea. You keep popping up, but uh, let's see. 
says the Biden administration submitted an unusual letter to the Supreme Court in February asserting that Arizona laws appeared to be legal, but Biden's Justice Department also said it was backing away from the Trump administration's more conservative view of how and when the Voting Rights Act can be used to challenge a state election law. So, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand anybody that would be for voter harvesting. All right, I see your little symbol there again. Are you here? Can you hear me, Donald Wayne? Are you there, Donald Wayne? <laughs> you know when now when I. What what are you doing? <laughs> this is this is supposed to happen on Wednesday, not on Thursday. Hello, BP. You may have to call in here. <laughs> oh, Dennis, Dennis is going to spend half the night just trying to read. <laughs> Don Wayne, can you hear me? I do. Oh my I, God! I, th- when I when I touch your little icon now, <laughs> don't touch it. It's a little. It looks like an eyeball <clears throat> and then a microphone. Have you ever noticed that before? <clears throat> uh, no, I have not. Well, on yours, I have never seen it, but now if I'm touching your icon and it has an eyeball and it has a microphone. So hmm. I can mute your icro- microphone. Microphone. <laughs> I can mute your microphone. Oh my goodness! Jeez, what can <laughs> I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is doing this to me? I'm oh. not. I'm not quite sure what the hell's going on here. Well, you must have pissed Podbean off really good. I'm. <laughs> you know, if I if there was an address for these people, I'd be making a trip <laughs> to see them. I want to speak to somebody personally. I need to speak to somebody in charge. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Goodness gracious. Um. <sighs> see how to cleanse your liver. Oh well, that's no good. <laughs> if your if your dog licks his liver, <laughs> Grace. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's crazy, stupid pop up things that come up here when you're trying to. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I guess I, you know somewhere in amid amongst all of those retries for you to get back on. Um. I guess I finished with Arizona, but at least now, you know, we were supposed to hear the results of the Arizona recount by the end of June. And I believe since we are now July the 1st, it should be due. I might have to check on that tomorrow. Yeah, we should have it. But at least the Supreme court, uh, is upholding, uh, the voting rules in Arizona. So that's a good thing. And that, right. uh, because this ballot harvesting, what I was trying to, I thought I was getting a response from you was, d- 
does that make sense to allow just any Tom, Dick, and Harry to go pick up votes from a Dropbox? Well, I don't know. I'd let Tom and Dick, but Harry, definitely not. Um, you let yeah. Tom and Dick, but not Harry. Okay. But you Tom got something against Dick. You got something, uh, <laughs> something against <laughs> Harry? <laughs> um, oh, boy. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone, too. So, okay. as I should. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. Is there a phone I, ringing over there? No, actually not. I mean, you no know, ringing. these people, these, these the in, individual persons don't work for anybody they're just uh, i think they're being contracted on the side to go pick up ballots i mean it, that's insane that's insane you know th there should be uh, well of course i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of the the drop boxes anyway unless you put them outside of the uh, voting precinct you know or or anywhere where you can go vote legally that way somebody can pull them in when the facility's closed and they're not sitting out there waiting for somebody to tamper with so all right um well, i'm through with that that's on to you as long as you're still on the bubble am i bobbling uh, you're flashing. Okay. Um, well, um, my goodness. Let's see. Let's see where the hell I am. Um, <laughs> I think it's the a, flatworm. Yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was an article out of Newsweek about an invasive and toxic hammerhead flatworm, Donald Wayne. Have you ever heard of a hammerhead flatworm? Uh, no, I haven't. A hammerhead is that like a hammerhead shark? Well, it's got a it's got a head like that, yeah. Um, and I know BP will be chiming in here any minute, but a, uh, <laughs> a highly invasive species of hammerhead flatworm. I've never seen one in my life. Known for their toxic threat to humans, has been discovered in Texas. And they say you better leave these things alone. Don't mess. With Texas, and don't mess with the hammerhead flatworm, y'all. Um, <clears throat> so they said the uh, this, uh, the species known scientifically as Bipalium coenci, a most commonly found in the southeastern region of Texas, it has been uh, since been traced to other areas of the state, like Dallas. Says our oh. institute started tracking this flatworm. In 2017, when we started receiving occasional reports around Houston, and some citizens provided anecdotal evidence of growing up with them around Beaumont and East Texas. Uh, I, like I said, I've never seen them a day in my life. Um, what we have learned for Texas in the past week is Bipalium coenzi is well-established in natural habitats throughout East, North, Central, and Coastal regions of the state. Um, and the hammerhead flatworm originates in Southeast Asia, actually, Donald Wayne, and have an affinity for warm climates. Its name comes from the hammerhead shark, given its rounded half-moon-shaped head. Their body is also considered snake-like, as the average hammerhead flatworm can grow between 8 and 15 inches long. That's a hell of a worm right there. 
Um, so, <laughs> for most people's standards, yeah, yeah. Debbie Myers um, wrote in, on on June twenty second about the discovery of a flatworm in Dallas in a post that has since been shared over seventy one thousand times on the platform. Uh, platform. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, she's on the platform. Now she found one in Dallas. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, they say don't chop it up. Um, every piece of it will reproduce. So you got to put it in a bag, and I don't know why the hell you would. I can see the salt, I guess, like a, uh, you know, like a snail. Um, but it said the pe- the species preys on earthworms and has no known predators due to the neurotoxic slime, and therefore destroys the quality. Of the Texas soils, like the zebra mussels have done to the Texas lake water, says Myers. Um, and uh, Morgan Alvera confirmed with Newsweek this, that the flatworms can be dangerous to humans. Uh, they prey on earthworms. It causes the invasive species to secrete a neurotoxin that poses a great threat to anyone that touches them or eats them. I don't know why the hell you want to eat them, but... Uh, don't do it. It's not like escargot. Um, but uh, the, the chemicals that it secretes can cause skin irritation on humans and make domestic and range animals, as chickens for y'all that don't know, nauseous and sick for several days if they eat them. I'm, I'm sure that encompasses more than chickens. I just figured I'd throw that in there. Furthermore, many invasive flatworms, slugs, and snails transmit harmful nematode parasites you ever had a huh. nematode parasite in you donald wayne well <laughs> <laughs> i've no, i've well no uh, um all there's no way to answer that are why we stress the removal of the species from your property and are tracking its distribution if you do touch a flatworm please wash your hands Especially before touching your mouth. What? Um, why would you be touching a flatworm? I don't know. And then why would you touch your mouth um, right after? <laughs> um, they said for proper removal, don't cut it up. Um, that um, uh, it'll regrow from the segments. Um, flatworms normally reproduce by splitting. So if you just cut off the head of the flatworm. It will regrow another one and continue to survive and say, see, I'm still alive. They say use gloved hands, a paper towel, or a stick to pick up the whole creature and place as many as you see in a Ziploc bag with some salt, seal the bag, and then throw them away. What is most important is to get the whole flatworm and seal the bag before disposal so it cannot crawl out. So... Um, sounds like some kind of alien stuff there. I know. I mean, you know, just I'm not, don't leave any part of it. It'll just start reproducing. I'm, I'm not real happy about that picture. But like the kudzu in Georgia, thank you, Southeast Asia, for yet another species that just continues to take over. Uh, well, I mean, we brought the kudzu over here on purpose, unfortunately. Well, I don't know what yeah, idiot did that, but... Hmm. 
But, uh, you know, somebody forgot to tell those people when they brought the kudzu over here, you do have to maintain it. You do have to trim it. Yeah. Well, uh, I, some places think you can just cook it up and eat it. Um, I thought that was poke salad. Poke salad, Annie? No? There I am. Are you? Are, am I here? Can yeah, you hear me, I, Donald Blaine? I, ground control to Major Tom. Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. So, is that it about the flatworm? What the heck? You know, you... You're really working my finger tonight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You're Whoa. causing me to get cramps in my index finger. George is getting angry. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's I mean, all I got about the worms, Donald Wayne. Uh, people may you, be eating right now, so. Well, they could be in out west, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, all right. I, I, I heard a little bit today and I was trying to find an article related to, um, what in the heck? The, there's a damn fly in here. Oh, you need to get one of those guns with the salt. I, I got the son of a bitch. okay well not only is it dead but it's also been (laughs) been given a new name defiled oh you defiled it (laughs) that's kind of (laughs) sick put that on youtube (laughs) TikTok this. <laughs> What's he trying to do with that fly? <laughs> Must have been a blowfly. I don't know. <laughs> oh, have you ever? <laughs> you know, those are some those are some bad flies. Yeah, I've watched. I uh, showed the grandbaby the uh, video of them pulling a blowfly larvae out of somebody's head. Oh, uh, yeah. I would I recommend a, doing that. I had a dog one time that uh, one uh, <sighs> bit him on an eyelid, and it, it's it swole up and uh, had no idea what it was. Just thought it was something that stung him. Yeah. And went to the the vet, and it was a dead gum blowfly larva. Oh, uh, jeez. That's just like that's some scary I didn't know crap we had there. Those in Georgia. Uh, I didn't either. That's the first time in my life I'd ever seen that. So. Yeah, it's probably the only one that came over on some boat or something um, and made its way to your dog at that time. It could uh, probably. Hey, Uncle Ben, if Uncle Ben is there. <laughs> Uncle Uncle Ben? That's what it says on there. Am I reading that right? I don't see Uncle Ben anywhere. You don't? Oh, Oh, there's one right there. Yeah, it's right under your fifteenth oh connection to the <laughs> to the to the show. Up oh, there, you go again. 
<laughs> you cut, cut your he you cut your microphone. Good Lord. All right. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about those racist Democrats. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of them. This is, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I was trying to think of that dead gum guy's name from Texas. Uh, gravelly, girly, grumpy. Gra- gravelly. What is this? A, uh, seven dwarfs? What's, oh, gosh. I can't think of that guy's name now. I thought I wrote it down here so I could talk about him. Anyway, you know, they're, they're, with all the crap that's going on in this country right now, the Democrats are actually passing bills in Congress to get rid of statues and things. Right. And, um, all right. So here's a little article in, in Mike Huckabee's morning edition from today. And he titles it. And of course it's going to refer over to another one I'm going to go to here. Uh, but his little take on it is per Mike Huckabee. I'm sure you've heard the latest attempt to rewrite American history having no pressing contemporary problems to deal with in this country, the House occupied its time with the urgent issue of voting to remove every statue from the Capitol of any historic figure who had anything to do with the Confederacy. But this article makes a point that doesn't get made nearly often enough when Democrats insist on erasing anything that ever had any connections to slavery. You know where I'm going with this, Denon Lee? I do. Okay. Every last one of the people whose statues are being removed. Let me say that again. Every last one of the people whose statues are being removed was a Democrat (laughs) because that's who Republican Abe Lincoln had to fight to get them to give up their slaves, which I think is hilarious. And I, you know, we, we probably should have thought about that point a long time ago and maybe some people did and it just never got made. But so anyway, it refers me over to an article. Hey, Jess article in the Western journal. And it's by Kevin Catapano. And it expands on that a little bit. It says every racist Confederate statue the House voted to remove from Congress is of a Democrat. First of all, I want to know, is that the most important thing they've got going on right now is is in this country is the removal of statues from uh, federal buildings? But um, says Democrats are constantly talking about having difficult conversations and acknowledging the evils of American history. And yet, whenever they have the chance to wipe out a uh, conversation starter, it's torn down, ripped out, or burned to ashes. This was again the case on Tuesday when the Democrat House majority, along with some Republicans, passed a bill to remove statues of Confederates from the Capitol, all of which happened to be commemorative of Democrats like former Confederate States President Jefferson Davis and former Chief Justice Roger Taney. Amid an upsurge of illegal immigration at the southern border, a resurgence of the Taliban in Afghanistan, and a looming inflationary crisis, why is Congress debating which 150-year-old statues are allowed to stay? Well, systemic racism, of course. 
Per the UK's Daily Mail, Democrat Representative Hank Johnson of Georgia argued that these Confederate statues indicate to black Americans that their lives do not hold value in our culture because of the monuments stood for the proposition that you were less than human. It's personally an affront to me as a black man to walk around and look at these figures and see them standing tall, he said, looking as if they were visionaries and they they did something that was great. No, they did something that was very hurtful to humanity. This happens to be a reasonable argument for removing Confederate statues. It also completely undermines the Democratic push to come to grips with the evils of our past. How exactly are Americans to have these difficult conversations if all the reminders of those evils have been destroyed in the name of preventing offense, the sort of which always occurs during difficult conversations? The answer is that we aren't actually supposed to have these talks. If Americans see statues of defeated Confederate generals and discuss the downfall of the Confederacy, they will be reminded of the triumph of the American founding ideal. This makes it difficult for Democrats to argue that the United States is just as racist today as it was hundreds of years ago. If certain reminders of American history are moved from public view in the name of not offending people, then history can be whatever Democrats need it to be. Part of this would mean forgetting, as House Majority, a minority leader, I'm sorry, Kevin McCarthy noted that these statues are of Democrats who supported the Confederacy during the Civil War, and then they supported actual institutional racism in the Jim Crow South for another century following emancipation. Let me state a simple fact. All the statues being removed by this bill are statues of Democrats, McCarthy said prior to the vote. So, uh, let's see if there's anything here that's actually adds to that. Um, trying to, let's see, from the trail of tears to the civil war, to Jim Crow segregation, it is historical fact that racist white Democrats were among the chief purveyors of some of the worst evil committed on American soil. Trying to wipe that from modern memory would absolve Democrats as well of obstructing the rise of black American sense. House Democrats, as it turns out, have not explained how the removal of a bust of Roger Taney nullifies the consequences of the Dred Scott ruling. Nor have they described how it repl- the replacement with Thurgood Marshall statue would cut down one single motherhood in the black community or bolster high school graduation rates or decrease black on black crime in Democrat run cities. The fact is that modern Democrats are not responsible for the evil done by past members of their party, but they expose themselves to attack once they say that modern Republicans are. So maybe they want to get the statues out of there, Dennis Lee. So somebody doesn't say one of these days, well, wait a minute. Are there any Republicans in these statues that we're removing from federal buildings, public squares? That's a good question. 
All righty. That's a good question, Leslie. And the answer is, I'll take door number three. All right. We must be on a uh, break on the other end there. So there's actually. Oh, there uh, we are. There, you hear me? <laughs> I hear you. There's. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd finish with that, but there's actually something I'm going to use for uh, Friday night's uh, mini pod, but it's an article by Carol Swain and it's called the inconvenient truth about the Democrat party. And it actually points out all of the things that people, you know, the liberals are complaining about today and uh, how inconvenient it is that everything that liberals are complaining about today were policies really created and supported by Democrats who have conveniently developed amnesia and now blame Republicans for everything that's wrong with racism in this country. As they would. Of course. But yeah, don't you think that would be a good question for somebody, Dennis Lee, and say, well, no, wait a minute, all these statues where's the Republicans in these statues that you're jerking out of this rotunda here? Well, it would be a good question because, you know, they they like to demonize Republicans whenever they do anything like that. Like, look, hey, we're taking these out. We know you want them here. Well, uh, you know, they're of Democrats. Um, right. So, and, and maybe that point should be made by everybody when they see these things come down. Maybe those... Uh, that we looked at last year. Of course, they were tearing down a bunch of Confederate soldier memorials last year. But again, like this article says, uh, the South was pretty much solidly Democrat at the time of the Civil War. So if you want to blame a party for all the ills, and then really uh, this article that I'm going to share on Friday night, it's actually, it's it's fairly short, but it it. I mean, it's dead on. It's got them nailed, uh, even back to the times of Lyndon Johnson and all of the opposition that Democrats had to everything that Republicans were trying to do to, uh, you know, elevate uh, racial equality in this country. The The Democrats fought it up until, gosh, I would say, you know, they probably got quiet about it moving on into the 70s in the early eighties, but, uh, uh, up until late sixties and early seventies, they were still pushing against every thing that would have benefited black communities in this country. But, uh, I guess that's a short memory or a convenient memory. Jeez. Well, you know, they tend to do that. And we let them. And we let them. Uh, you know, what What people are going to let them do as well is pass out these stimulus checks, Donald Wayne. Now, am I getting um, another check? I, I, I need another. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's, well, people are going to get stimulated through the end of the year and then a little bit more next year. Um, well, I like that idea. Yeah, well, um, but not everybody, Donald Wayne. Uh, <laughs> an article out of BGR says that you're about to start getting $3,600 in stimulus payments. A year a or month. a month? A month. For a month. But there's oh. a big problem with that. 
Yeah. Um, exactly two weeks from today, the first of six new monthly stimulus checks will start arriving in Americans' mailboxes. Or, you know, of course, in their bank accounts, provided they're registered with the IRS. When coupled with a tax credit next year, this benefit will total as much as $3,600 for each eligible child. These expanded federal child tax credit payments stem from the $1.9 trillion stimulus package from back in March. And they're a potential game changer for families. But there's an important new stimulus check update to share um, to share about all this. Uh, one that many people might not be aware of and which could turn this windfall into something unpleasant, the article goes on to say. Um, basically, because of the way these payments have been structured, families might actually end up owing money next year for taking it. So after they filed their federal taxes in 2022... Um, it was all supposed to help families, yeah, 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 but uh, and not settle saddle them with new tax obligations. So, um, what may uh, what makes this a, a, such a big issue? It, it's basically on all how the payments are structured. What we're talking about here is one single federal child tax credit, which the American Rescue Plan expanded for 2021 alone. Families will get half of this benefit next year in the form of a tax credit. The first half, families will get this year in the form of what really amounts to an advance payment, albeit an advance payment that's spread out over six monthly checks. But here's the problem. Do you normally owe taxes after filing a return, or do you skate close to the line? Well, experts are saying it's possible that these new payments might leave you owing more money on your taxes next year. Um, all said, the solution here might to sound counterintuitive. You can solve this problem by, you're right, Jess Duck, actually refusing the stimulus payment. If you usually owe when you file your taxes or cut it close, you might want to consider opting out of the advance payments. Um, or setting a portion of them aside to cover your tax bill come next April. So um, basically ahead of these checks, meanwhile, the IRS has added an important new online tool for families. Um, I don't know. It's a big jar of Vaseline. I don't really know what they're trying to tell us. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's a bank <laughs> account update feature for these new stimulus checks, that's now part of the IRS Child Tax Credit Update Portal. Uh, there, families can easily adjust their bank account details, which will help make sure they receive these new stimulus checks where they want them. Um, the IRS says families will receive the first July 15 payments, uh, 15 payment via direct deposit. So on the 15th of July to whatever bank account is on file with the tax agency. If there's no bank account on file, hell, they'll just send you a check. I mean, they didn't think you wanted real money. Meanwhile, any updates made at the new portal by August 2nd will apply to the August 13th payment, which would be check number two and to all subsequent payments thereafter. So the only way not to get stooped on your taxes next year is to turn down these payments 
Um, unless you're used to getting a lot back, you know, I guess it depends on how many um, children you have or, you know, deductions or, or whatever. Well, if you, know, you, you it also based on your income, if, right, if you don't, because right. if you're in the poverty level, then you're not going to pay any taxes anyway. Right, right. And look, hey, um, there's people that need this money and should get it. You know, um, the pandemic has affected a lot of people adversely. <clears throat> but just, you know, if you're if you're like, ah, I could use it. You know, we could all use a little extra money. Just know that, um, that if you're already cutting your taxes close, you're going to be paying Uncle Sam some of that money back next April. So. Yeah. You might want to take a real close look at it, especially if you're accepting six checks. And I didn't get the memo on that, but you know, I think this is just for um, this is just a child credit anyway. So, yeah, when your tax year next next year <laughs> says, uh, "Well, you're going to owe like uh, four thousand yeah. uh, dollars," says here with- you had twenty kids. Um, I don't <laughs> see one around you. Oh, yeah. well, it must have been a typo. Huh? Sorry, I'll give all the money back. If you've got 20 kids, that money's <laughs> not going to do any good. No, no. Everybody to work? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but that's interesting. Just uh, well, keep that in mind when you're going and cashing them stimulus checks. Stimulus? Yeah. Stimulus. <laughs> Let me stimulate this. Yeah, I've been waiting for that to uh, come around. Of course, I don't have an issue. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm not going to be getting any of that. Yeah. Uh Kamala, let me let me end up with Kamala here. I heard somebody joke tonight that <laughs> that they they figured out that Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris as a running mate. So somebody would look worse than he does. Oh, geez. <laughs> hmm. Your little, uh, your little circle there shows that your microphone is muted tennisly, but obviously it's not. So what are you doing? Podbean? I mean, do you people actually work on this system ever? Oh, well, and that pushed him off. Um, let me see if I got to click you back on before I start going down this article here. This is like hide and seek here tonight with Jeez. Dennis Lee. Where's Dennis Lee? As you still, Where's it's still got a thing where the microphone is muted on you there. So, well, and you're going to get just just like. Uh, are we going to be, maybe we could do this as a bloopers kind of thing, Dennis Lee. The night that Dennis Lee was elusive. Can you hear me, Donald Wayne? I think I'm going to call the episode oh, the elusive geez. Dennis Lee. Uh, can anyone hear me? Uh, clap, clap three times on the chat but, if you can hear me. But you're, um, yeah. Hey. <laughs> You're just well. You're gone again because your 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 symbol is muted. It has the mute. So this is crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, so let me talk about Kamala here a little bit. From this is an article from Newsmax, 
And it says Kamala Harris's staff suffering from low morale. Um, and it's by Jeffrey Roddick. Says, uh, I have to keep an eye on the board here, looking for Dennis to come back. Vice, <laughs> Vice, you, you're working me tonight, Dennis. <laughs> you're working me. You're not really there because you're not answering. Can you hear me, Donald Wayne? I can hear you. God almighty. No, the delete, I mean, the little mute uh, sign finally Where's the Tylenol? Where's somebody <laughs> give me the Tylenol? <laughs> you want to know what I want for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to have... <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So Put anyway, yeah. Um, so uh, he was a big bulging man big, <laughs> with, with, a, bulging man. with a leisure suit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then he comes in and he's definitely bulging in that movie. Uh, bulge. That's right. <laughs> uh, kids can fend for themselves. All right, so Vice President Kamala Harris's office has been hit with low morale and diminished thrust. Oh, trust. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, really, the poor guy just had diminished thrust. Uh, is that your medical opinion? Or- <laughs> well, uh, mercy. He's Lord. sweaty. Oh, there uh, you go. There you yeah. go, BP. Yeah, my, my headphones are slipping off my head. <laughs> Not oh, diminished. Uh, oh, well, I think her husband is younger than she is, but uh, <sighs> oh, oh, gee, well, I don't think that's. I don't <laughs> think that's gonna work. Don't let that one call in. I, no I, I, <laughs> if you're calling in about that diminished thrust, that was yeah, just that a was, mistake. Yeah, that, was a faux pas. Yeah. So, oh, uh. <clears throat> Oh, Lord. Now I see a little pop-up box there from Podbeam. It says, we hope you received our last two emails. No, I haven't. I haven't received any, except the one saying, I hope you received our email. Where was I? All right. So who was there? All right. Diminished trust. They're still trying. Uh, Among aides and senior officials, according to Politico. The news outlet said it conducted interviews with 22 current and former vice presidential aides, administration officials, and associates of Harris and President Joe Biden. The sources described a tense and at times uh, dour, dour office atmosphere. I'm going to have to look that okay. one up. Yeah, D-O-U-R, Dennis Lee. You know what that means? Um, are you sounding like you left again? Uh, people, people are thrown under the bus from the very top. There are short fuses, and it's an abusive environment," said one person with direct knowledge of how Harris's office is run. 
it's not a healthy environment and people often feel mistreated. It's not a place where people feel supported, but a place where people feel treated like shit. Uh, Tell us how you really feel. Tina Flournoy, Harris's chief of staff, is targeted for causing much of the frustration, Politico noted. Flournoy has created an insular environment where ideas are met with harsh dismissals or ignored and decisions are delayed. And often they said she refuses to take responsibility for certain issues. Well, that's typical. And instead blames staffers for negative results. Uh, let's see. Not long ago, a Harris friend personally contacted Flournoy on behalf of one of the party's top donors to try and set up a meeting with the vice president. But they were initially ignored. The friend said it wasn't clear whether Flournoy knew who they were. Yes. Huh. Okay. They were eventually told Harris was too busy to schedule some time to talk with them. This is someone who has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even millions for your boss, and you're just going to blow them off? Hmm. The Harris friend asked, next time Kamala wants them for something, it's like, hey, I couldn't even get a call back from your chief of staff. Says Flournoy, the chief of staff for Harris, also worked in President Bill Clinton's White House as well as Clinton's reelection campaign. Uh, we're not taking, we're not making rainbows and bunnies all day, Sanders said. What I hear is that people have hard jobs, and I'm like, welcome to the club. We've created a culture where people, if there is anything anyone would like to raise, there are avenues for them to do so. Whoever has something they would like to raise should raise it directly. Anyway, so it sounds like, you know, there's some unhappy people in that VP's office. But, you know, I mean, there were there were also unhappy people in Trump's office as well. So not sure what that means. No, I don't either. But I, I could just tell you I would be unhappy if I were in her office. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Did you hear me with all this going back and forth that I, that there was a guy that quoted today that they think they know the reason why, uh, Kamala Harris was picked as a running mate for Joe Biden. No. Okay. Because he, he needed somebody up there that was doing a worse job than he was. He needed somebody that could accomplish less than he's going to be able to accomplish. In other words. Right. So, but the scary thing is she's just a heartbeat away from the number one job. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That would be an interesting uh, predicament to say the very least. So, have you got some news about some silos in China? Um, yeah, well, actually, I, I had another story. I think these are a couple into the same one. So, um, to kind of cross these over to make them one, because uh, this one just came up that, um, and it has it's related to China as well. But they said that. Um,
I lost you. G-Pan. I hear Darwin. I hear nothing. What? Can you hear me? What? <laughs> Shit. I, I was, I'm sorry. I was still stuck on this diminished thrust issue oh. over here. <laughs> it's spreading everywhere. Um, um, Z Jinping says foreign forces will face broken heads and bloodshed if they bully China. Uh, that sounds like a pretty direct threat there, Donald Wayne. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so if they act aggressively towards China, that's what they're going to get, a busted head. <laughs> says the Chinese people will absolutely not allow any foreign force to bully, oppress, or enslave us, and anyone who attempts to do so will face broken heads and bloodshed in front of the Iron Great Wall of the 1.4 billion Chinese people. Who's going to try to um, enslave Chinese people? Sounds like some rhetoric going on over there. Uh, I, I guess foreigners, you know, that, uh, that want to be aggressive towards China. Um, that's right, BP. Be careful. Don't take too many at once. Um, he said that during his speech. Oh, Papio Daniels and cool water. Um. Uh, Z said in his speech that because they're going through the hundredth anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party's founding, so they're getting all riled (laughs) up over there. Uh, No peeing on Poppy, and I know, right? At least if you're going to do it, uh, you know, do it with some expletives. Um, The strong language in his remark seems to be aimed towards a domestic audience, as state media left out the broken heads and bloodshed part of the quote in the English translation, the AP reported, um, said, uh, so Z appeared to be hitting back at the U.S. and others that have criticized the rising powers, trade and technology policies, military expansion, and human rights record. Um, In an hour-long speech, he also said the nation must stick to it's one party rule emphasizing the communist role in lifting China to global prominence. Um, you know, they had a rally which had a, a military flyover and people waving Chinese flags and singing, singing patriotic songs. Um, something about, you know, working in a factory. Uh, some ways recalled the mass events held by Mao Zedong, uh, communist China's founding leader. Um, uh, he even wore a gray button-up suit like the ones favored by Mao and spoke from the same balcony atop Tiananmen Gate where the revolutionary leader declared the start of the communist rule in 1949. More than 70,000 people attended Thursday, according to official Xinhua News Agency. Um, but you want to couple that with uh, the fact that They've had satellite images reveal nearly 120 new missile silos in China, uh, which Beijing is constructing as part of its serious pursuit of a nuclear triad. And um, I don't think that's some um, gang that we have to worry about, but it does sound, you know, every time I hear triad. Wasn't that in rush hour? Wasn't that the triad? Yeah, I think it it was. Um, 
Yeah, the uh, the James Martin Center for Nonproliferation Studies in California say they found 119 intercontinental ballistic missile silos in various stages of construction near the city of Yumen in Chinese Gansu province. Um, and then you can actually see um, all these photos. You'll be able to see them on our Facebook page. You know, they're describing the site as jaw-dropping. Um, uh, the, while some of the silos appear to be covered by an inflatable environmental dome, Lewis calls a bouncy house of death. Other <laughs> discoveries include potential <laughs> underground launch centers, cable trenches, as well as mil- as a military base. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. And if you want to know how many nuclear missiles everybody has there's a there's a report uh an estimated number of nuclear warheads by country in may 2021 and we'll post this on facebook too russia tops all tops everybody russia has 6257 nuclear warheads by this report and it, this includes deployed stockpiled and retired warheads awaiting disarmament so not all of these may be ready to roll um the u.s comes in at about 5550 china only has 350 so they're looking to bolster that up france has 290 the united kingdom has 225 pakistan has 165 india has 160 Israel has 90, and North Korea has 45. So um, the September 2020 Pentagon report estimated China's nuclear stockpile to be in a range of the low uh, 200. So that was in September of 2020. So the low 200s, uh, they jumped up a good bit, up to 350, so in a short amount of time. So, you know, couple that with the uh, with the rhetoric they're throwing out there. Um, it's a little troubling. Definitely a little troubling. Well, um, yeah. And, and nobody seems to really talk about that factor. No. No. Um, they, you know, there's, there's no love for the Americans uh, over in China except for... Uh, you know, uh, us buying the product and then making just about everything that we buy. And I'm, you know, look, I'm sure there's some Chinese people there that like, look, we don't want to be under this rule, but what choice do they have? You know, unless they can escape out of there, just like living in North Korea. Um, but the maps that we that will have on Facebook too also show how the U S and Russian nuclear arsenals evolved. And, uh, the Russian arsenal actually, <clears throat> spiked as you would imagine it would between 1980 and 1990. They had their major spike in their nuclear arsenal. Um, actually, that's uh, yeah, yeah, on Russia's side. Um, and we actually had our spike um, between the 1960s and the 1970s. Oh, well, yeah, we were concerned about yeah being attacked by Russia. Right. Yeah, um, the Cuban Missile Crisis in 62. Um, 
salt one and 72 and salt two and 79. Do they still do drills in, in schools today about, uh, you know, about bombs? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think they do, you know, hazard drills. And actually, if you go into a school, when I go and pick up the grandbaby, sometimes they'll see a chart and they've got a code that they'll call out code blue, code amber, and all these different codes. They have a, co- a code for. Uh, a nuclear or a biohazard type event. I don't remember which one it is. Um, I think that kid I developed under Bush, didn't it? I think the so. Color code. I know, yeah. I know it's not amber, and I know it's not uh, um, blue. It's something else. I mean, we gray, used to- a gray. I think is for. It's like an elderly reference. So elderly. Yeah, well, they have one, uh, they have Amber Alerts for children, and then they have one for um, um, for elderly people as well. Did you know uh, that, Donald Blair? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, I'd, I have gotten alerts before about, you know, some, some elderly person missing. Yeah, they uh, have a color for that as well. Yeah. Um, well. I just wondered if kids still did what we did back in the 60s and, uh, and actually did those drills, which if you think back now, if they had dropped a nuclear bomb on us, us crouching in the hallway with our hands over our head was probably not going to help us too much. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I was fixing to say they used to make us get underneath the desk inside the classroom. That's really not going to do anything. Um, we would be roasted right there. <laughs> um, underneath our desk it'd be school. like Pompeii they'd be un- uncovering yeah. all of the uh... I, we don't know what these children were doing at the time that their ashes were frozen in time but it didn't appear to be learning anything yeah they made us go in the hallway because I guess because it got you away from the, the classroom where the windows were and you know that was probably considered to be but, you know, if they drop a nuclear bomb, what we were doing would have been a waste of time. Well, we used to go out in the hallway for tornado drills in Texas yeah. um, and, you know, kneel in front of the locker. But the, the nuclear drills, you'd have to get under the desk. Oh, well, like that was going to protect you. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, whatsoever. Interesting. But yeah, uh, China and China and Russia are, are definitely, it's definitely um, places that we need to watch. We need to make sure that we're, we're aware of what's going on. And I'm sure the military is on it, but it's very troubling. Well, and there's been, uh, you know, speculation that China and Russia might develop a closer relationship in order to gang up on the United States. But, Oh uh, yeah. I mean, look at, uh, look at, uh, what happened during world war two and uh, world war one and world war two. So history, unfortunately repeats itself. Well, hopefully it won't. Um, everyone can, can, can change that, but, yeah. Well, here you go. China's doing all that build up, and then uh, they have the technology probably to to interfere with our signals to our silos, and they may incapacitate us, and uh, we wouldn't be able to respond, and then that would be pretty much it. 
Well, and I have my own my own rabbit hole theories about the, uh, you know, the the hack into the, um, to to the fuel supply and and shutting that all down, and then if they were hacking to the grid, like doing all these tests, and uh, eventually they'll be ready to go through with whatever they want. Uh, they they always said that they'd be able to take us down and not ever fire the first shot. Well, I just want to remind all the Russians and the Chinese that uh, a good portion of the people in the South are armed. That's right. So uh, So they healed. And, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be as easy as they think. It won't be nothing like Red Dawn. Um, All right. Nothing like Red Dawn. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yippee ki yay. <laughs> Mother. Uh, indeed. Well, All right. Well, I guess we can ease on into there. Of course, okay. uh, you know, this weekend is the 4th of July. Oh, it is. Sun- yes, Sunday's indeed. the 4th of July. That's um, America's Day, people. America. America. Yeah, I got a request today. Somebody wanted me to uh, hang a uh, a flag uh, bracket for them because they wanted to make sure they could put their flag out for the Fourth oh, of July. Oh, yeah. Right. Were you uh, able to accommodate them on that, Donald Way? No, because they were in Atlanta, and I said I don't oh, go to Atlanta yeah. anymore. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't go to Atlanta anymore. That's yeah, that's sorry. the no zone. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, it's so it's the fourth of July, and uh, I hope everybody has a safe fourth of July and and uh, get them fireworks. Of course, they said fireworks are going to be in short supply because of China. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, because of China? Well, well because there was China a they had a that because they make a lot of the fireworks. Don't we make anything? Any, are we not able to make gunpowder? I mean, yeah. I mean, well, are we are we not able to make a damn thing here? <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Uh, you know, medicine and and steel and you know drywall. I mean, uh, it, it, you're right, Justuck. Everything is in short supply. I know uh, the industry in, that I'm in is suffering, and and it's everybody's suffering. Um, you got nobody who wants to work. And manufacturers are still uh, still behind from when they were instructed they had to make other materials than what they would normally make. So it could cause a ripple through um, multiple industries. Well, you can get some hell of a deals on hand sanitizer, I'm here to tell you. Oh, you sure can. I mean, uh, you know, that if you had any toilet paper stock... <laughs> you know, you made a hell of a lot of money off of that. So that and uh, and wipes, right? Uh, oh my, my God, I'm still I'm still got PTSD with toilet paper. I I get about half a pack through, and I'm like, oh, oh we got to get toilet paper um, and gas. You never know when the next shutdown's coming. Uh, so BP says they've got Zambili and. Uh, and Western oh, well, PA? they said the doctors actually got a, um, <laughs> a good fix on that. And yeah. 
If you, you got get a, a shot today, you'll be okay by tomorrow. Um, got a shot for that, BP. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> wow, world's biggest fireworks makers. Well, then we shouldn't have a shortage, right? Um, didn't they have an explosion up there, BP, in Pennsylvania one year with some fire, a fireworks company? I feel like that was a story. I don't know. I may just be making it up. He says it is. Oh, he said yes. Yeah, I could have swore that. I remember seeing that on the news. I remember the time that happened in, in Dallas. There was a um, there was a company that um, sold propane, and they had those little propane tanks you use for your grill, and they were going off, and they were launching across the expressway like left and right. It was like a really hot day, you know, close to what they had up there in Canada, and um, there was a fire that broke out. And you could see them on the TV. They were just going, pew, just launching across like a damn That could be dangerous. Ball. That would kill you. Yeah. It would kill you. Yeah. Especially uh, especially that. Uh, I had a friend, uh, you're talking about heat in those canisters. I had a friend that had uh, Freon, a tank of Freon in his truck one summer. And it got too hot and it blew up. And of course, you know, Freon uh, refrigerant, it, it will freeze when it first comes out mm-hmm. and it, it frosted up his windshield and everything inside the truck. Uh, oh my goodness. But uh, if he had been in it, it would have been bad for him. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. So anyway, so uh, yeah, I, there's supposedly there's a shortage, although I got, there's a big warehouse right down the street from here our big supplier and uh i keep getting flyers from them to come down there and and buy all i need so oh fireworks yeah 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 they opened that one back up on south Cobb drive i saw yeah so you know there's one but, up here by the Publix too or yes, actually by I've been, Lowe's. I've, I've been in that one yeah. yeah they have a pretty good supply of mortars <laughs> but i'm not buying a thing this year because i'm gonna yeah. watch them do it at the subdivision yeah. back when so. we did it we had to go travel to alabama to get them oh i know now they go making things convenient where they're right around the corner alabama golly did that for many a year because george georgia didn't think we were smart enough to set off fireworks here yeah, they can but, handle firing off fireworks, sir. Um, but then they would let us go to to Alabama and buy them and come back into Georgia. So, you know, I mean, how stupid is that? You can shoot which, just about anything you want now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so I hope everybody has a wonderful fourth and safe fourth of July this year. Uh, all right, Dennis Lee, what, what you got? Well, um, thank y'all for being here. Make sure to hit that follow button up there on the top of your device to get updates on new podcasts that will be coming out, new live stream. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter. If you're a Twitterite, um, do that at TristalkWGMoon. Um, you can email us at Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com if you've got any comments about the show or things that you'd like to hear us talk about or send us some pictures i mean bp really um 
And then uh, you can also get us on Facebook. Follow us there. We put all our podcasts on there. Um, all the articles that we use, a good majority of them are on the Facebook page along with some pictures as well. And then if you have a chance, catch us on these other outlets, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM, and uh, at TriStock. And then uh, we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 10 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone with many pods in between. And Donald Wayne... Um, Really doing a great job with the mini pods, sir. Everyone is really loving those. Thank you. And um, we uh, we appreciate y'all, pre- appreciate y'all, and we love you. And um, thank you. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and watch out for the thrusting. Yes, um, don't have a dry thrust. <laughs> um, well. <laughs> Right. You expanded on that one, didn't you? Oh boy, I, I got provoked. I got provoked. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> All right, so we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight, as always, and. Um, I apologize for Dennis Lee's disappearing act tonight. Uh, uh, yes, we're just going to have to work on his his social skills and staying with us. Well, you know, it was positive. I did get you in both ears tonight, so that was a. Am I one. in both your ears tonight? You are. Your sound is exquisite, sir. Well, uh, see, I haven't done anything different. So, are you sure it's not on your end? Yeah, I'm using the same. Oh, well, I before i got in here but i'm using the same <laughs> headphones that i use every night not only uh, i don't know uh well i must be speaking out of both sides of my mouth and i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah bp said oh. we're in both his ears too so well what i'm you a just, happy man tonight that's <laughs> penetrating everybody donald wayne we appreciate it <laughs> uh, I mean, give my, i'm gonna give myself the clap give yourself the clap and uh, um, the gift that keeps on giving, Donald Wayne. Yes. Very good. Very good. All right. So we're going to ease out of here with a quote from, uh, thank you very much, from, uh, <laughs> who is this guy? What the hell is this guy? <laughs> Oh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, well. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with quoting Abraham Lincoln, right? No. Not at all. And um, Mr. Lincoln said, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. Oh, very good. It's a half full, half empty kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's another take on that. But since this mm. one probably happened before the half full, half empty thing, you know, they may have been copying Lincoln. Oh, all righty. Well, if you got the light switch, Dennis Lee, I got a little bit of tune here, and we're going to ride off into the sunset. I'm going to take my ball with me. Y'all have a great weekend. Yes, certainly. And have a safe weekend, and God bless America. 